When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at DairySpeaks and Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. What do you know? A Dairy Brothers Guardians cast all-star edition. What's up, everybody? Matt and Todd with you from WaitingForNextYear.com and also the Evergreen Podcast Network, talking Cleveland Guardians baseball, brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry, CFAD.net, Groove Ride, and of course, our friends at Breaking Tea, Breaking Tea t-shirts at BreakingTea.com slash Dairy. Guardians are in first place, ladies and gentlemen, going into the all-star break. Uh, last night's uh, home run derby was uh, scintillating. I didn't watch it, but it sounded fun. Todd, you said you were up till like midnight watching that thing. Well, first of all, I was not up till midnight watching it. It just so happens that I had it on because, you know, I'm not a big home run derby fan. We don't have to get into it. I mean, I think it's cool for like the first round, but that thing goes on for, like you said, you were coming back from vacation. And you're, you were very delayed. And I said, yeah, maybe this thing will be over by the time you get back from the, from the airport. So, yeah. I do want to say real quick, shout out to Cousin Matt, whose son happened to be the kid who got drilled by the Vladimir Guerrero. That, so that's confirmed? It's confirmed. Is he okay? He was on the field shagging fly balls, and he got drilled. In, he was the one who got the kid who got drilled in the face. So. You know, I hope I, I haven't heard from him this morning, but I'm assuming Jory's okay. But shout out to cousin Jory out there. <laughs> Guardians fan living in Seattle. He got on the field to shag fly balls and that happened to him. But but anyways, when, I it, was when, not- when the sun, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. When the sun is like that and it's like five o'clock, six o'clock Seattle time or whatever. Yeah. Isn't that kind of dangerous for those kids to be out there where they can't, they can barely see the ball. And it it probably, it looked like the sun was right in their eyes there, but I, yeah, it was awful. So yeah, hopefully he's okay. But regardless, um, how about our baseball team? How about that? Huh? First place. I'll tell you what, uh, (laughs) if it's so funny because, and we talk about it over and over and over again, but if they were in any other division, well, if they were in the AL East or whatever, we'd be like, ah, they're a 500 team. They're going nowhere. When are we trading Beaver? When are we trading Ahmed? When are we going to see Rokio at short? You know, like all this stuff. But instead, it is, okay, Ahmed's hitting well, uh, but we got to figure out his defense. Uh, should they trade Bieber and and go with the kids, or should they roll the dice and keep him a little bit longer? You know, it's just the the division just changes your complete frame of reference um on on who they really are and what they really are because the truth is what they are is an average 500 baseball team but as we know you get into that tournament and anything is possible and anything can happen i mean the 97 tribe was the worst of those of those quote era of champions teams nothing like calling the era of champions when you won nothing but they were the they were <laughs> that's a good they, bit 
Yeah, but but the the truth is, they were essentially a Jose Mesa blown save away from being World Series champions. They won 86 games that year. The, the guards could finish with 86 wins. All it's going to take is one winning streak and then play of you know six, seven, eight games, and then play 500 baseball the rest of the way. You'll probably win the division by five games. You put on the uh, uh, list, and by the way, welcome back to those of you that uh, missed us, and we, we're good to be back, great to be back, and everything else, and sorry we were gone, a little uh, vacay and everything else, but you wrote on the list first half recap. I mean, I, I don't know how to describe this first half. It's hard to do because they've underachieved. There's no question about it. This has been an underachieving team, um, but yet likable enough and seeing some things with some young kids, especially on the pitching side, and the pitching factory is alive and well. I mean, the teams, you know, what, what's the identity of this organization? It's been the same for years, and it hasn't changed, and it's worked to the point of, all right, they don't spend a lot of money, cheap owner, blah, blah, blah. But then pitching is what gets them there. And now to have three young guys, in Bybee, Allen, and Williams, who can all do it. And I think Allen will come back to the rotation. Um, you know, the rock has come back. I think eventually that'll happen. So, you know, that's been good. And while the bullpen has had its hiccups, Todd, I mean, for the most part, they've had to, you know, navigate through one-run waters almost every night. It's difficult to do. And again, the offense is getting better but still doesn't have enough power. And thank you to the Orioles for taking care of the twins this past weekend. So we are in first place. I know some people go, well, they should have swept Kansas city. Well, you played seven games at the Royals and yes, that's a, it's a ball team. All right. That's a OCA. I, that's an OCAA yeah, outfit. I honestly think they're worse than the Oakland. Like if you, if you yes. asked me to to take one of those two teams, eh, I'm taking Oakland. would you really see who, who on think, the Royals lineup? Well, Wit, Wit, Bobby Witt and Sal Perez, Salvi Perez are legit big leaguers. Of course, but I'm saying other than I was going to say other than Bobby Witt, Sal, Salvador Perez is old at this point. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's but he's still he's still him. legitimate. I take him, but like I would at too. least. I mean, I don't know. Oakland seems Oakland seemed more competitive to me. That the Royals pitching staff is so bad yes i mean did yes. you see the guy okay so i went what night was it i went Brady with, singer was a first round pick yeah well they remember they drafted singer chris bubich and there was daniel lynch and none of them have panned out right you know all college pitchers to bring up quickly didn't didn't work out but like jordan lyle started the game i went to the game with uh with with, with adam and um on on when when I think it was Thursday it was Thursday yeah Jordan Lyles was, he was one in eleven with like a six ERA and they were still had him in the rotation I mean right. got, they got nothing else that team stinks but but I hear what you're saying I I uh, like they went five and two in that seven game stretch yeah. and you got the Class A blown save and then you had Sunday's game two days ago where they left seven thousand guys on base. You know, pinch hitting Josh Bell and he hits into a double play. I mean, that's an old he hit, I, Okay, I'm not going to defend Josh Bell because he's part of my first half overview recap about how bad he was. He at least hit the ball hard. I'll give him that. He just hit it right at somebody in that double play. Yeah, but well, I hear what you're saying. I'm I, I'm tired of him hitting. The, I mean, I know you know. I don't want to hear about Josh Bell's exit velocity. Nah, you know. Oh, he's 
bad luck, bad babbit. Anyway, right, um, right. my overview of the first half on the offensive side is pretty much comes down to, you know, underachievement, bad placement by the manager, and the fact that essentially you have two dead spots in the lineup at a minimum every night. Um, you know, we discussed how the catching position was a black hole until they had brought up Bo Naylor. Bo struggled, but you can see it's there. And I got, you got to give him time. You know, he's your top, one of your top prospects. You can see the hitting is there. The whole thing about, well, I'll, I'll come back to the defense. Zanino was a complete disaster. Straw has been a complete disaster. I mean, fourth yeah. outfielder at best. He's a fourth outfielder. Yet our manager continues to trot him out every single well, fucking game. When, and it when, drives he, me when he throws out when he throws out a runner at home on a double play to save a game. That was incredible. It I, was incredible. I'm not I'm I'm saying it was a really good play, but I'm saying those are the type of plays that Tito will say that's why he's playing. You know, we need him out there. We'll deal with his bat, which is lifeless, but he's so good in center. But again, like you said. If you had Sean Murphy at catcher, you could yes. bat straw ninth and not worry about it. Instead, you're developing a guy right now that we like and is eventually going to hit. He just hasn't really yet consistently in Bo Naylor. But like you said, Todd, if we let's say Shane Bieber stays and we win the division, we play Houston in the first round, which is what we do right now, I think. Yeah. I mean, Shane Bieber would probably start game one, right? So you would have Cam Gallagher catching because he's Bieber's catcher and Miles Straw playing. So you would have, like you said, two exactly. automatic outs on top of, I think, a third automatic out in your designated hitter. You're paying $17 yep. million. So that's not good. You can't that, that you look what Texas is doing right now. We'll talk about that when, you know, we get toward the end. But these teams like Texas and Houston that have lost pitchers to injury, whether it was DeGrom whether it was uh, Javier for the Astros, all, you know, all these guys have gotten hurt. Verlander left. Um, McCullers has been out, but they mash, you know? Yeah, the reason the that... Guardians are playing better baseball as of late is that the offense has at least been better than below re replacement level like it was the first three months. Yeah, it's clear that they still need another bat. So, somebody has, you know, they, they, they need they need more. They, they need more. It's essentially become if Naylor and Jose... Uh, don't do it, then then they're in trouble. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. Ahmed, Ahmed's on a nice hot streak with the bat. He's getting on base more. Um, I, you know, I'm off his case with the bat, but like, let's let's be honest. I mean, Quan's been not nearly as good as he was last year. No. Uh, Andres Jimenez, while he has been much better of late, not nearly as good as he was last year. No. Josh a year, Bell, a year ago at this time, Andres Jimenez was starting the All-Star game. Yeah. And now he's not, he's, he, now he's not even close. No, no. Uh, hopefully uh, he gets there. I mean, I, I think he's young enough. And I think he's good enough. He will. But you're right. You, We expected after last season, we said, man, Quan, Oscar, yeah. Jimenez, we get some young studs. And will Brennan on the calm. Right. right. We were like, of, right. Yeah. And Bo Naylor eventually. And none of them have been studs. No. So that that and you're right. That's asking a lot of. I mean, Jose's exhausted. He, he's he's playing, last, yeah, he's DHing him every every Sunday. He's DHing him. But uh, the last which, couple, which is smart. Which last is smart. couple games, his at bats have not been good. I think the All Star break, but he's got to yeah. be tired. 
and he's going, you know, he's out in Seattle right now. Yeah. I do think the all-star break has been good for him. Um, listen, guy still got an eight, uh, eight seventy. Oh, yes. You know, he's still a stud. He's still, he's still yes. probably the best, you know, <laughs> but, but yeah, he is exhausted because he and Naylor have carried the team. I mean, I don't think we've talked enough good things about Naylor and the turnaround that he has had, especially against left-handed pitching. I got to give him a ton of credit. We were on this podcast. I'll be the first one to say it. I was on this podcast at the beginning of the year saying he cannot play against lefties. They got to sit him against lefties, yada, yada, yada. Remember, he? I think he was like 0 for his first 17. You know he's up to 263 with a 752 OPS against lefties. It's it's phenomenal. Horrible he was. He deserves to be in Seattle. It's a joke. He's not there. His month, his months of 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 May, June, and July. Let me just give you these numbers. In May, he had an 890 OPS, drove in uh uh 25 runs, five homers, um, hit 293. June, 923 OPS, drove in 18 runs. With a 370 batting average, and in July, the you know the 28 at bats, he's 11 for 28 with a 950 OPS. I mean the guy, and and it seems like every time he has come up in a big spot lately, especially late in games, he delivered. And and it really you remember those games where he hit the the uh, the series earlier where he hit the eighth inning home runs. It was three games in a row, right? Where he hit homers and or was it back to yeah. it was either back no, to back three, or three, in, three a in a row, three in a row. Yeah, I mean he's just been. Awesome. I mean, you look up at that trade with the Padres now, and even if, hypothetically, even if, so Hedges, you got what you got out of Hedges, he's gone. You got Owen Miller was nothing. Um, Arias, even if he's no good, which I think he's no good, even if you now you can look up and say, okay, it was a one-for-one one trade. Josh Naylor for Mike Clevenger, who then started, I think, one game, got hurt for them, sat out a year, and then left. Yeah, that is just a total steal. And we haven't seen Joey Cantillo yet. And he's supposedly, uh, you know, well, the next arm that's coming up. So Cal, Cal Quantrill pitched and Cal, very, I forgot about very, impo- very important innings in the playoffs last year. So I don't and I I'm hopeful that he bounces back at some point. There's something wrong with him. Um, He's had a horrible year. Now he's back on the I.L. Well, like you, and hey, you said Cantillo was hitting 98 in the futures game the other night. So uh, let's yeah. break that down. Well, speaking of which, <laughs> when I went to the season ticket holder event, which I would I'll talk about later, Cal was on the field. Like when we were all lining up, Cal was on the field and he was throwing. He was like long tossing and throwing hard. So this may have been a his shoulders bothering him, uh, also known as he's not good and we don't know what to do with him. So let's IL him and 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 figure it out because Cal's been a huge, huge disappointment. And this yes. goes back to the pitching factory. Luckily, you had three arms that were ready to go because yeah. at the beginning of the year, go back to that rotation at the beginning of the year. It was Bieber. It was Plesak, Savali. McKenzie. McKenzie. No, no McKenzie started on the beginning. Out. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was those three. Hunter Gaddis was in the rotation for, for, um, for McKenzie. Yeah. And who am I forgetting? Who was the fifth guy? Who am I forgetting? Not Curry, Cur- not Curry. Curry was in, in the ball. No, Curry started the season in the pen. It was uh, Qua- and Quantrill. And Cal. Okay. Yeah. And now you look up, Cal's injured. You got uh, McKenzie's injured. The only guy that's still in the rotation, I mean, Savali was hurt. He's back. Yeah. But now it's basically the kids, 
Savali starting the first game out of the out of the break. Yes, he so is. it's you know Gavin Williams and and Bybee and Allen have all been very impressive. I think they you know when 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 Savali came back, someone had to go unfortunately, and I think Allen was he had struggled in his last two starts, so they gave him a little respite, little break. You know, all these guys they're managing their innings, which is another topic. Um, and I think they hoped Cal would come back and be good, but he was awful. Uh, in his two starts. And yeah. I, I, I think something's wrong with him. I don't know if it's something mental, um, but to go from a guy that, you know, especially at home, give you seven innings, uh, keep the ball down. And then to, to get to this now, or, I mean, every game it's three, nothing they're down, no matter where he's pitching. It was against uh, the Braves. They were four, nothing before they got, he look, got an out. Look, and that's, that's a murderer's row lineup, but still, He's not fooling anybody. How no, good is that not. team, by the way? Oh my God! First of all, no one's no one's beating them. They're awesome. Their pitching's awesome. Their lineup's awesome. And adding Sean Murphy, I mean, listen, we wanted Sean Murphy badly. Now you see why he came in to Cleveland and he hit homers in two of the three games. By the way, well, we wanted and, we wanted Matt Olson too. Yes, we went after both those guys. They both ended up on the Braves, and they've both been great. Matt Olson, you got to give a ton of credit to replace He's a awesome. legend and be that good. Come on. Very impressive. He, I, I, you know, but we have no hitters like that's the thing. That's two of their ancillary pieces. And they also have Ronald Acuna, who's an absolute superstar player. Ozzy Albies, Michael Harris. I mean, they are loaded. We, we have nothing like that in our life. No, you know, we have, no. we got Naylor and, and, and Jose and hope everyone else were, and, and, you know, Hope everyone else works out. Well, and that's the other thing. And I mean, I know that there are fans that get really upset at this organization because, Oh, we just, you know, we were close to Sean Murphy. All right. Well, you probably would have had to have traded Gavin Williams to get him. And, Oh, we were close on Matt Olson. Well, you probably would have had to trade it at that time. I think Freeman was in, was rumored. You know, there's all sorts of stuff that went on. Bottom line is the Braves go out and really put forth maximum effort. I'm not taking a shot at the Dolans. I don't, I don't want to do that today, but I'm just making a point that there's a, problem with the sport when a team like the Braves can draft and develop like they do really well but they also spend you know they got Olsen they extended them they got Murphy they extended them we don't do Michael that Harris they extended right we don't away. do that you they're know? doing well we're we, we they're going uh, um Alex Anthopoulos is doing the John Hart model you know lock yeah, up but with like, more yeah but with more money that's true but like they have Acuna for like 10, you know, yeah. they gave those, him like yeah, those, right away because yeah, they knew those, he was a right. superstar. The homegrown and guys. Yeah. And if, if Acuna hit the open market now, he's getting 400 million at least. Oh, yeah. And he's locked in for like another eight years. And I think at most 200 million. So he didn't yeah. even do that much damage against us. And still, they still took two out of three. And the one game that we won, you know, was an extra innings and David Fry delivered. By the way, what a story he's been. I'll tell you what. You know what? You can tell, I have no by beef. the way. I have no beef with him when he plays. No. Me neither. You can tell, by the way, that Tito has now attached himself. This is like Tito always has that one guy who he, who he loves, who who is limited, is a nice way of putting it. It's now him. You know what I mean? Like, I, I it, it's always, we are, there, every year, there's always a guy with Tito that gets more at-bats than we think he deserves. But in this instance with Fry, I know we're bouncing all over the place. 
the fact that you can put him in right field on one day, put him at, at catcher one day, put him at first base one day, put him at third base one day. Oh, it's really that. good. Plus they need right-handed bats and he's actually started to hit lately the game. And, and you know what? It's amazing to me that he could catch zero innings in AAA and come up and be, he's been nowhere. Listen, better than Zanino defensively. I think you would be, you know, he hasn't been a problem back there except that one time he had the pass ball in extra innings. That was it. But he's, you can see the confidence he's gaining. I like what I see from him in terms of the interviews too. Seems like a really good dude, team guy. You know, he's he's right up Tito's alley. He yeah, really is. The, the, the problem is, is that while I like him, while you like him, and he can hit, it seems like he can hit any pitching, which is good, but he's still David Fry. Like that's, yeah, he ma- yeah exactly. You know, it's like, that's the one thing is we talk about, oh man, Gavin Williams has come up and he looks the part. Uh, Logan Allen came up and looked apart. Bybee's really good. He is. <laughs> Just, we have nobody like that positionally. Nobody. You know, no. Quan came up last year and was amazing, but he's kind of leveled off a little bit. He's still a good good baseball player, and so is Andres Jimenez, and like we said, some of the younger guys. But, you know, it's almost like we don't have that young guy we're bringing up. It's, it's David Fry off, off the scrap heap. And look, he's not 35, but... No, you know, the young I just, guy. That, I don't want to get in the, you know, I don't want to start a playoff series. And it's like, well, it's against, so we're facing a lefty. Right. David Fry flies in eight. right field. And then a ball gets hit right at him. Just like he dropped that one when he first started. And it's almost like, well, he's not an outfielder. And then we sit here and go, what's Tito doing? Well, he's just trying to play somebody that can hit the ball. Gabe Arias can play all <laughs> over the diamond really well. Yeah. But he cannot hit. He can hit. I said, I said at the and game it. on Sunday, when I was at the game on Sunday, I was uh, with with uh, Scott Miller, and I said to him, if you could put Ahmed's hitting in Straw's glove and put those two together, Straw's defense with Ahmed's bat, you'd have a really solid shortstop or a really right, solid right. center yeah. fielder. I know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I mean, look, he started Arias at first base against the Yankees in the playoffs – because he had, you know, because Naylor wasn't hitting lefties. So I I, I don't know. It, that's that's the thing. Like, they're a flawed team. I think we can, everyone can agree they're a flawed team. They're 500. Um, and, and, and if they could just get, I, I just, there there's, there's stuff there that can be done internally. But I come back still, bring it back around, trading Shane Bieber for a bat right now who can help you is got to be the move. You got to look at a team that really is in dire need of a frontline starting pitcher who is still in it and get a major league bat that you can count on. I think that a lot of people inflate his value currently, but you're still getting a frontline starter for two playoffs. Is is he? Is he a frontline starter? Like, that's the thing. We love him. Great reputation. Great guy. Winner. Yeah, but the cat, the casual baseball fan, or the casuals, you know, or or the the guy wearing a yeah, Dodgers the hat, casuals, <laughs> the guy wearing a Dodgers hat at a London England Bruce Springsteen concert, um, you know, he's going, oh yeah, we get Shane Bieber, uh, um, from the dot from the Cle from Cleveland, that'd be great, but then he'd go to the Dodgers and you know top out at ninety, and they go wait wait what. Where, where's the guy we thought we were getting like 
Yeah. I'm all in on Shane Shane Bieber, but like, I think Zach Meisel pointed it out. Uh, He was on the fan the other day. I was listening to the podcast, like not throwing his curveball with confidence. Uh, When he's down in the count with that fastball, especially the third time around and announced now we're in the sixth inning and he's laboring a bit and hitting 90 guys are ready for it. Like this is not the same Shane Bieber. And he's not quantrolling right now and getting tattooed in the first few innings. And he still has his, has some mojo, but I just wonder what the return would be when coming up at the deadline, you're going to have guys like Eduardo Rodriguez, who still has gas in the tank and throws from the left side and Giolito and Lance Lynn and all these other slappies. Like I'm not saying Bieber isn't better than those guys, but the, the return I don't think will be as good because for some odd reason he's, his his K rate is down way down, and that's yeah. a problem. When the no, Royals, when Michael Massey is turning on his fastball, that's that's trouble. Well, as uh, as I told you and the executive producer, uh, executive producer European tour when I when I was uh, <laughs> when, yes. when, when I was when we getting into that. Sunday, when are we getting into that? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure soon. When I was at the game on Sunday, you know, my first thing I again I was sitting there and and. It was one to one, and they came back around, and they were starting. They were putting runners on base, the Royals, and I texted you guys, I believe, and I said, "You know what? He's turned into a you can't send him out for the third time around starter." I mean, he's, you know, he's only seven point three strikeouts per nine innings right now. I mean, that's not good, you know. No, that's uh, low. That's you know, low, not, especially especially for somebody as good as he is. Yes, I mean, I think that he has become more of a crafty pitcher and knows to w- where his spots are but the fastball velocity we've talked about for two years is down and he's just he's not going deep into games the way he should it seems like the third time around has become the issue and if we know this you can sure as hell know bet that the major league scouts who are checking him out for these teams they know it too um Yes. I'm just looking back at his last, let's just go back in the last month. Okay. So Sunday, he pitched twice last week. He went six and a third against the Royals. He gave up nine hits and four runs, but the three of the four runs were in the sixth and he gave up four consecutive hits. He only made it four and two thirds against the Braves. They had six hits against him and he walked five. So that means the third time through, he got in trouble there. Uh, before that, he had the good start against the Royals where he picked, uh, pitched six scoreless. But again, that's the Royals. So I'm not you know, getting too excited about that. Lost to Milwaukee five innings, gave up you know, five hits, four runs. And again, third time through was the problem. In Arizona, he, he you know, third time through, he went seven and a third, but he gave up seven hits and five runs because he, yeah, well, that you know, was just all, the deeper was, he gets, late, the worse right. it's getting. Yeah. So, you know, it's... It's happened many, many times this year. Um, he is clearly, I'm not, listen, I don't want to say past his prime because that's mean. No. I like Bieber, no. but he's definitely he's not, not the same not guy the same from two, guy. three years ago. No. And, and that's, the, look, the Milwaukee start, you know, you have your, you know, Tom Hamilton is just such a god. I mean, he's just the best. And being out of town and and uh, on vacation and getting a chance to listen on the app, like, He's just so good, but he was like, something's wrong with him. Why is Tim Heron up in the bullpen to start the fifth inning? And, and his velocity was, that day was way down, way down. And it's like when your radio announcer, who's very close to the team and obviously has the, the eyes and ears of, uh, 
uh, Tito is kind of divulging some things on the air, it's an issue. And like I said, there's going to be a lot of pitchers on the market in a couple weeks. And uh, I don't know. I mean, then you look up and go, well, yeah, but he's your game one starter. Like let if the season ended today and you're going to the play, who are you starting in game one against uh, Houston? If it ended today, you'd start him. You'd have to for experience factor. Right. On a confidence level. And we, we also, this is also saying that Tristan McKenzie's out. This is a stupid topic, but I'm. It is throwing, a stupid topic, but. But I'm right throwing now, it out there. In, 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 in the circle of trust pitcher. Right. Yeah. He's, I'd still send no, him out for guy. game one. A hundred percent. I would, because. You're not, listen, I love Gavin Williams. I love what I've seen so far, but are you really going to start Gavin Williams in game one? Or Bybee, love Bybee. I love everything he's about. I love his moxie on the on the, on the the hill. Maybe, you know, listen, Savali was great last time out. Seven scoreless, gave up one hit. Uh, but again, I want to I wanna see what oh, he does. I want to see what he does Friday. I'm yes. not saying. Against, against Texas, a real It's line. been great to have him back, and he's throwing strikes right now, and he's attacking the zone, as they say, which is great. But you're right. That was the Royals. Let's see what he does Friday in Texas against, you know, right. the American League version of the Braves uh, um, lineup. You know, we'll have to see. But uh, Derry Brothers Guardians cast here, a little uh, Tuesday edition, day of the All-Star game, Jose Ramirez. We'll play tonight, come off the bench. Emmanuel Classe made the All-Star game, but will not be there. By the hey, way, I, I think him not being there is good. You were at the season ticket holder event this past weekend. And yes, I um, was. you ran into Manny. You even got a photo with him. Um, gotta, do you want to talk about this now? Or well, no, no, but I'm just saying okay. you, I want to connect these two dots here. Okay. Because Class A apparently's girlfriend is having a kid, baby. Is that correct? And that's why they he's not he going to be not participating because he he was expecting a child. Yes. Okay. Well, he's is he having a kid? Because <laughs> that would be historical. What about um, we're having a kid? <laughs> that's, that's no, you're a good not. Bit. Um, <laughs> but something's wrong with him, and I, you know, I hate to do this, but recall if you recall last year, Fran Mel Reyes was. Uh, girlfriend oh allegedly uh was having yes. a kid and let's there was just, a, let's just say that he was going through some off the field issues right and now he's out of baseball and i'm not saying class is nowhere near that but i'm just saying you can tell with manny shits hasn't shit hasn't been the same he's just not the same guy and then you saw him the other day and you said he looked like he didn't want to be there uh, okay now when he came okay so We'll talk about the season ticket holder thing in a minute, but the short version of it, because I'll give you the long version, is we were able to basically get a photo with every every player. That it looked great. It looked the like time. the organization hit a home run with that. It was great. It was the best one I've been to. All of them. This one was by far the best. Not even close. And and by the way, let me stop you for one second. Everybody yeah. on Facebook, because I read this, that was posting complaining about the season ticket holder event. Like just this stop way, it. people were complaining about this one. Yes. What? How come I? How come I wasn't invited? How come you didn't do oh, this last oh, year? Oh. Like, cut Hold it on. out. Now, cut for the record, like, every stop. season ticket holder was invited, but it was a limited number of seats, so or limited number of tickets, right. and you had to buy them. It was five dollars for us, you know. But it was like you but have give me a to break have with a the ticket. complaining. I'm tired of the complaining. If Everybody, you're lazy everything's... enough to not see that email and not get a ticket for five dollars to sign yourself up, you right. don't deserve to be there. Right? You went by yourself. You went down there solo. That's awesome. I did. 
<laughs> me and my girl, me and me and my new best friend Missy, which I will talk about in a few. Anyway, um, yes, I all the players who came by were super nice and engaged. Manny, and you saw the photo of me and Manny. He yes. looked like he had he was just like walking, taking photo, walk to the next person, take a photo. He didn't at least that was my experience. He didn't look like you want to be like some of these guys, dude, like Xavier Curry. I, I what a what an awesome dude. He was so nice. They were all they were all so engaged. Like truly, I gotta give them a ton of credit. You know who else was super nice? Ahmed, your boy. Yeah, I love it. That's yeah, awesome. They all had Manny was the only one to me I was looking at and had no interest in being there. Okay, continue. Sorry. Well, I'm just saying that I think that you know it, it's interesting that Naylor's not at the all-star game because he deserves it. I, I class yeah. A while he is run up uh, rung up a lot of saves he's also had a lot of issues and a lot of blown saves but i don't think he's had an all-star first half now is he our closer yes do i still have confidence in him yeah i do but hopefully once this maternity or paternity leave or whatever the, I, I just i hope that maybe this that clears his head a little bit and maybe gets his focus back because you could just tell he just doesn't have the same body like the executive producer talks about it all the time on text with us the body language just is not good. It's not. No, it's not. And I mean, yeah, listen, you and I are both parents. It's easy to be distracted. I mean, listen, we're not pro athletes, but it's distract. You know, obviously you got a lot weighing on your mind when your child is on the way. And, you know, maybe, maybe he's distracted by that. I don't know. Maybe it's just that he's have a harder time adjusting to the pitch clock. He said it earlier in the season. He told the the media it's been an adjustment for him with that um, pitch clock and getting, you know, his timing down. And if you recall, he struggled. Then he had that stretch where it was like 10 or 12 games in a row where he didn't allow a run. Now it's a little bit more of a struggle that game and that game in Chicago against the Cubs, the executive producer. And I watched that at Shea Spear in uh, South Carolina. Oh, and um, that was, that was bad. That was really bad, but to his credit, he came back, you know, a couple, you know, a couple days later, did the job. I'm hoping that maybe the baby is born. It it it's you know eases his mind a little bit, and this this sabbatical over the All Star break will do him good, and he'll come back and have a dominant second half because we need him. We do. They do. Oh, can't, can't win this division and get no. to October without him. That's that's no. for sure. No, I mean, and he's he listen. He's also not the only one out there in the pen that's had their troubles. I mean. Trevor Steffen has been very up and down as well. You know, he hasn't been as dominant as he was last year. So, you know, I, I you know, you got to look up at guys that you weren't depending on big time saviors. Yeah. My guy, D, D Los Santos, Eli Morgan, and Nick Sandlin. All three have exceeded my expectations. Look at you coming. Season. Look at you coming around on the Sandman. He's been good. You can't, I mean, listen, early on know, in the season, he I won back in the minors. You can't deny that he's been good. He's been no. really good. And you're asking a lot of these guys. They've just had to pitch in so many yeah, one-run games. You the know, only one who doesn't pitch in close games is is, is, is Curry. And, he, and he's and awesome. And he's been good. Goal. And he's been yeah. good. Yep. No. Well, I, I want to hear more about this season ticket holder event. You got to tell us about Groove Ride as well. A lot going on over at Groove Ride. If you guys are looking to uh, get a workout in, start start something fresh, go to GrooveRide.com. That's Groove, G-R-O-O-V-E-R-Y-D-E.com. 
And uh, Todd's there all the time. Todd's you running the damn place, for God's sakes. Come I on, am running the place. And a week from ne- next week, we'll have even bigger news on the uh, Groove Ride. Really? But, yeah, oh, next, boy. Not, I'm all right. It can't be this episode. It'll be next episode. I love it. Yes. Love so, it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Come check out my bike boot camp. You'll love it if you're looking for a uh, a uh, great group fitness um, class, cardio and strength together. It's called Deep Groove. Check it out. We're on the corner of Chagrin and Brainerd Groove Ride. Check us out. Uh, G-R-O-O-V-E-R-Y-D-E dot com. We're more than just a spin studio. So come check us out. That is for sure. And major shout out to our good friend, Dr. Ben Hornstein. Our friend, yes, Dr. Sean Slissel at the Center for Advanced Dentistry. Dr. Ben's out there recovering, doing the best he can. He's a P1 listener. He is the America's number one dentist, one of the greatest men I've ever known. So shouts to him, cfad.net, Center for Advanced Dentistry, the best dentist you'll find here on the east side of Cleveland. Uh, so check them out. And Dees, tell me about Breaking Tea real quick in the Cleveland Collection. I mean, go to breakingtea.com slash dairy takes you right to the Cleveland collection. All the shirts that you want. You better get that Bieber fever shirt uh, before it goes on sale. Uh, Todd was wearing his Josh Naylor all the smoke shirt. Tell us that story. What happened? I was. And when I was wearing my all the smoke shirt and I went and Sam Henches came up and I went to take a picture with Sam. He looked at me and he's like, man, that shirt is awesome. He's like, where'd you get that? I was like. Go to breakingtea.com slash dairy, D-E-R-Y. <laughs> did you really right there. <laughs> I did. I said That's it to awesome. Sam. <laughs> well, we'll see if a uh, we'll see if any commissions come in. Yes. I love that. That is absolutely cool. But uh, go to breakingtea.com slash dairy. Get your uh, Guardians t-shirts. It's hot out right now. You're going to the games uh, when they come back from um, Texas and Pittsburgh. The bird, big, baby. big series with the Buckos next week. Yep. Um, Carlos Santana revenge tour, but uh, breaking t.com slash dairy and Austin hedges for that matter. Uh, all right. Who's this Missy? Because she deserves major praise. Missy, Missy my um, new friend. So listen, my kids, as you know, are Brooks at camp. Andrew is out of the country. And uh, when's he coming back, by the way? He's home. He's, it seems like he's oh, he's oh, that's right, he's back. He was watching tennis Wimbledon last over there. He's, out, that's he's right. out there watching, you know, he hasn't missed one second of Wimbledon since he's been home. Wow. Um, so, um, I went, I, I honestly, I forgot the I had gotten a ticket so long ago, I forgot about it. I asked the exec, you know, the executive producer, I asked him a long time ago to go, and you know, he he was also out of the, he's now out of the country, you know. CNF one and Wimbledon and Bruce Springsteen. What a ride in my next life. I want to come back as him for this week. Cause that was a pretty sick. Who's, trip. Your, anyway, uh, who's that F one slap you with the microphone that asks all the uh, Martin questions. Brundle slappy. Try, a, no, try he's legend. He's Martin I gotta, Brundle. I gotta get into that. I gotta get into that. You do. You just need to watch drive to survive and then you'll get hooked. Andrew is now in, he watched the whole uh, British grand prix with me the other day. Did he really? <laughs> Oh yeah, he loves it. He got he got he got himself like a F one jet. Oh, this is oh, all right. All right. Anyways, by anyways. the way, real fast on the F one, uh, um, I'm gonna watch that show, the Drive to Survive. Uh, we watched uh, my wife and I watched Claim to Fame, the first season. I'm not familiar. If anybody's with that. seen that, uh, hit us up on Twitter and and let me know what you think of it. But it wasn't bad. But go ahead. I don't. 
Way, way to spoil it for everyone. Why would you do that? <laughs> What's that? It said you spoiled it for everyone. Jer would oh, not God. be the executive producer. You just said who won. The executive producer would go, oh, my God, no what am I doing? These. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'll now make sure that, get, I'll make sure that gets edited. Oh, no, I'm going to go make watch sure... the show now that I know who no, won. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll make sure I edit that out. <laughs> I'll make sure I edit that out. I'm on four hours of sleep. You got to get some sleep. Please. All right. So anyway, let me go back to my Thanks a lot, Southwest. Family. Yeah. So, Missy, <laughs> so, so Missy has a young child, and her husband had to stay home with the child, so she came by herself. And the way they did this event, which was great, was they they opened the gates at 1230 or whatever. We're all waiting in line. And it didn't really turn out to matter if you were early or late. I got there earlier than I thought because I had I read it wrong. I was like third in line, fourth in line. They open up. They walk us all through the bowels of the stadium and they bring us out in they, literally through the left field wall. You know, the big wall and left, they open up those doors. We come through and there's a rope that was going all the way in front of the warning track. And they walked all the season ticket holders who were had tickets to the warning track. And they basically fanned us all out. And what they did was they then brought the team out. Half the team went one way, half the team went the other. And they were kind of meeting in the middle. Some yeah, people went yeah. to the middle. So you had the opportunity. It was one hour. And you basically had the opportunity to get a photo. You're supposed to stay in one space one spot to get a photo with all the players that came out and to the it, the the, the was it credit, just pictures or do they sign stuff too no no autographs and they said no autographs it's just photos and it's you know they're cool. like selfies with the players was yeah. Basically. yeah and so you get to meet them and the say hello right they shook hands yeah, it was great yeah. Yeah. it was great so basically half the players come one way half the players come another and then they had some in the middle and they had some alumni it was good and we're waiting there and they put up a video and it's great. And then the players start slowly trickling out. So towards us to start Curry, Bybee, there was like three or four, Josh Bell right away. And then the other way, you know, went four other players and then they kept slowly trickling out and they were all, you saw the pictures. They were all so yeah. engaged and so yeah, nice. Look, and and to their credit, every single player, except for the starting pitcher that day, Gavin Williams was out there. I don't, I don't recall not seeing anyone else other than Gavin Williams. And it was his start that day. So, you know, I'm sure that's why. Yeah. Um, even McKenzie was out there. Quantrill was out there. Um, it was awesome. I ended up getting a picture. The only people that I didn't get were Naylor started at the other, Josh Naylor started at the other and never got his way to us because he was swarmed. Oh, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I never saw Quan, never saw Brennan. I mean, they were there. Quan, Brennan, and um, Freeman. But everybody else, Grover, got a photo with Grover. I saw. You know, like, yeah. Ron Hassey was out there. It was very, very <laughs> funny. But Missy that's a, that's and I were both there solo. I met her. We started talking. She's a huge Guardians fan. I mean, you could tell she was super knowledgeable. Like, it was easy to tell yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who knew their stuff and who didn't. She knew everything. So... We just decided when before it happened, okay, I'm terrible at selfies. I got the Warren family handshaking, so I can't, you know, every time I take a selfie, it's blurry. <laughs> now and, we're really digging deep. Yeah. So Missy and I said, okay, I'll take pictures of you with the players. You take pictures of me. So we just Perfect. traded phones and yeah. she did an awesome job. And it was great meeting her. And what was funny was I put up, a. she took this picture of me in front of the, uh, which is now my profile photo on, on Twitter 
in front of the scoreboard that says welcome season ticket holders and it got picked up by the guardians because uh, uh retweeted by the guardians and because of that she, i she found me on on twitter she's like oh my god i found him and you know we were back it was cute so yeah she major props to missy she was a great partner in crime very aggressive by the way i gotta give her a ton of credit this was the most ridiculous thing ever so at a certain point when it was almost over we weren't by jose we could tell we weren't getting him he was at the other end so yeah, we started yeah, yeah. kind of making our way around and at the end only one dickhead usher it was the dumbest thing this <laughs> old guy jose was all the way at the other end and he was blocking people who were trying oh, to get yeah. to him at the end and it was ridiculous like all we wanted was a picture with jose he, it wasn't that crowded over there so the guy like made like a turn missy went right past him didn't even look click the selfie with jose and no way up. oh yeah it was it was pretty sick was missy sick is movie. missy is a true guardians yeah, she's and, a real guardians and babes absolutely <laughs> that's right she's a real one so but the event overall a plus best one they've done because i've i've gone to all of them some have been total duds this one was really Love really great it, so shout out cool. to the organization and all the people that uh, put that whole thing together because that's great. That couldn't have been easy to put together. And it was oh. so much fun. And what else was cool was we were out on the field, you know, right. like I got yeah. to walk on the warning track and be out there. It was, was really awesome. Is that also your new profile pick on threads? Uh, yeah. We're on threads. Uh, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. To be honest with you, I can't remember because it's tied into my, my IG, which is, you know, personal. So there I, you go. I don't know. But yeah, but all it right. was all good, man. We got to wrap this up. Cause I know you have to go teach, but, uh, the Texas Rangers for three this weekend. Um, not going to be an easy series. Texas is what number two in the uh, American League behind Tampa Bay, running away with the AL West to to an extent. What are you looking at? I, I got it. I got an update on cousin on cousin Jory here. Oh geez, this a is few important. stitches and a long ER visit. His eye looks bad, but we got lucky. It was 116 miles per hour off the bat. Woof. So wait a minute. So Vladimir Guerrero hits that ball. And by the way, ESPN like just cut away from it. Like I know he got drilled in the face, went to the ground, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, let's keep going." Yeah, but you know that's par for the course with Carl Ravage. Like, I, sorry, but when you said, "Oh my gosh, I hope that kid's okay," like when you've done that, what about what? Carl Ravage's rug? That's it's worse that's, than Bill Self's. That's right up there with Coach Coach Self. Um, yeah, right. I can't. I'm glad he's all right. That's crazy. Yes, I'm sorry. So go back to the pitching match. No, so that, came in, that was real time right there. That that is real time. I got to edit out my uh, thing earlier about uh, what about the about the spoiler uh, alerts. No, yeah. you should just leave it in there because it's funny. All right, fine. I'll leave. It. Um, it's season one. Season two's underway now. I don't know who wins that. Um, claim to fame. Check it out. Uh, Aaron Sabali is going to start game one in Texas. It's interesting, Todd. They're going to go with Sabali. Williams, Bybee, Bieber in Pittsburgh Monday, and they'll need a starter for Tuesday in Pittsburgh, Tuesday night against the Pirates. I'm guessing it'll be Logan Allen, unless they think Quantrill can come off the DL and be ready. Who knows? But uh, interesting there. That's the way they're starting. I think they like the way Savali's in a groove right now, so they want to keep it like that. And I also think that they're setting it up a certain way where it's like Savali kind of a soft tosser, then Williams throws hard. They're kind of separating Williams and Bieber a little bit. So that's the way that lines up. Yeah. The Rangers have not announced their starters uh, yet for 
and how they're going to run their rotation. But the, the rumor is Texas needs starting pitching. They they want to bring Lance Lynn back. Uh, what about Finvold back? What about Darwin? <laughs> maybe 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 they want maybe they want Bieber. Texas they got a uh, lot would, of bats. That would be a team that them. that would be a team you know. Yeah, that would make a move like Bal- that. But. Baltimore and Texas are the two teams that are desperate for pitching. Then. Well, the Dodgers also would like another starter. Um, I'll take James Dod- Outman. So yeah, that would be nice. But uh, all right, that'll do it for us here on a Tuesday All-Star Game edition of uh, the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, waitingsfornextyear.com, the Evergreen Podcast Network. Thank you for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Todd, keep me updated when Jose gets into the game tonight because I'm going to be like busy catching up on Locked on Lions podcast. But like just if he comes in, we just text me because I'm not going to be paying attention. Yes, it'll be on TV too. And when he does come in, I will alert you. Thank you. So, uh, all right, there he is for Todd. And we got to give a shout out to the executive producer who's uh, always on top of things, even when he's out of the country. Uh, what what a legend the executive producer is. And he behaved. He, he was uh, well-behaved on your little road Well-behaved in South Carolina, even better behaved in Europe, I'm sure. I mean, who, who, what a, what a trip. I mean, right now as we record this, he's, he's at court number one at Wimbledon. Is he? Man, yeah, I'm way behind. Yeah, court number caught. one. I gotta get caught. Saw up. Bruce Springsteen the other night, uh, and uh, and uh, the of course the, he was at Silverstone for the F one race on Sunday, and uh, you know sounds like he's having a great time with he and the misses, and this is a great big birthday trip for him. So, shout right, to the well, executive producer doing work across the pond. First place, Cleveland Guardians at the All Star break. We are out of room and out of here. Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.